What do we learn from cows, hippos, and elephants? It's impossible to lose weight by eating green grass, salads, and walking. You can learn that. I mean, it's simple math. Simple science. Thank you. People need to learn the difference between a want and a need. I want a nice body, but I need banana pudding. Need it. I can tell this is going to be a good year. <laughs> right now, donuts are more healthy than romaine lettuce. Did you know that? So eat up donuts while you can. My stomach is flat, but the L is silent. That's it. That's how we're starting off the year. You guys are like shocked. That was so bad, huh? I'm really sorry. I'm going to keep going. All right, power through. Good job powering through the snow this morning, guys. You did it. You made it here. God has something awesome for you as we look at this uh, upcoming year and all the amazing plans that God has in store for us, you know, you made it. And if you're tuning in online, like, awesome job. Great, great being with you in your living room or wherever you're at. Um, I would like to just start with the game plan for 2022 is the word is growth, to grow. And uh, Jacob actually had a picture of we were praying about what, what this year has in store. And the picture that he had was that we were downtown Davenport and the, the, the perimeter of the building was growing. So it wasn't like a skyscraper, which you would envision in downtown, right? You know, you wanna always go up. But in this picture, it was actually a perimeter growing. And so what that means is our roots are gonna grow this year that our, our lives are going to grow this year, this church is going to grow this year, our community groups are going to grow this year, our impact teams are going to grow this year, and what we're praying for is we're praying for 22% growth in 22. And uh, what that looks like is every, everything that this church does growing 22% in 22, so 22% even more visibility Part of those plans are, you know, getting a billboard downtown that says, like, you're almost home when you're on 4th Street. How fun would that be, right? You know, stuff, stuff like that, just 22% growth for our impact teams, our congregation, for our finances, 22% growth for our leadership, 22% growth for the congregation, all these different things of growth. And so the way that we're doing that is we're investing this entire year into growing, into um, each message will be based on growth, like different areas that we can grow in our life. So every single message that you come to this year will be a new opportunity for God to do some things and to grow in our life, in our roots, getting more rooted in Jesus Christ, that your relationship with God grows this year. There were things that you faced last year that might have seemed uh, impossible that this year by growth in what God is going to do in your life will be possible. There were mountains that seemed unclimbable, but as you dive into God's word, as you grow spiritually, mentally, and physically, you'll be able to climb those mountains this year. Maybe you tried climbing a little bit and then you got about halfway up and you're like, man, this is just way too hard. I believe that you're going to be able to go over those mountains this year. Things that were 
things that were gigantic hurdles in your life, the Lord's going to do amazing work in you that you'll be able to jump over those hurdles. And so that's the plan for this year. God has amazing plans in store. And so what I'd love to start off this entire um, this year with is, could you imagine 2022 with zero anxiety? Zero anxiety for the entire year. Could you imagine looking at this year and going, man, whenever I get anxious, I'm not even gonna receive that, I'm gonna move on. And so I preached a little bit of this message for Christmas Eve, but I felt like it's so important for us to, to dive into, to start off this year being um, zero, being uh, full of peace and zero anxiety. Could you imagine that? Having 0% anxiety in your life, where fear is gone. It seems really hard, doesn't it? I mean, I think the silence in the room would say yes. <laughs> that seems very tough to, to imagine that. I don't know about you, but anxiety is definitely a word that I've heard a lot more in the last five to eight years than I've ever heard ever before. It's kind of like lactose intolerant, I've heard, which I am, by the way, you know? And I didn't know there was a lactose intolerant. I, you know, I didn't grow up knowing that. I drank a lot of milk as a kid, but all of a sudden I went on Weight Watchers and got away from milk for a year and then all of a sudden developed Lactose and I don't know why I'm telling you that. <laughs> but the word anxiety just seems like it's this, this, it's this word that's just been growing. And so like as much as anxiety has grown in the last five to 10 years, what I'd love for us to do as a church is collectively grow the word peace. That we talk about peace as much as we do anxiety and fear. That we switch that mindset and it's possible that we can actually look at this year, we can look ahead, we can look at people's lives that are around us, the people that even as I say, like, could you imagine being 0% anxious about anything? You start thinking of some people's lives that make you anxious. You can look at those lives and go, you know what, God, I'm just gonna trust you and take on the peace of God. And so Paul invites us to do that in Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Paul invites people to be uh, anxiety-free, to have zero anxiety in their life. And so we're going to be diving into that passage today. And this is one of those passages, if you've been in like Christian coffee shops or went to Hobby Lobby, you've probably seen it on coffee mugs. But uh, today, I just want to break this, this verse down and uh, just dive into it verse by verse and see what Paul has to say for us. And so would you guys just, would you just pray with me today? Um, we're gonna pray collectively together that the Lord would just speak directly to each one of our hearts what it is that we need to hear. So Lord, we just, uh, we come before you as your children. We come before you as people that are desperate to know you more, to, to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, would you get beyond the, the busyness of our minds in and, and this week? And Lord, would you just take this time, take these next 15 minutes to just speak directly to our hearts? Whatever it is that you want, to, want us to hear, Lord, we just, we just choose to, to tune in, just like we tune in a radio 
um, get rid of the fuzz and all the other things that are going on. We just tune into you, Jesus, right here, right now. Come, Holy Spirit. We want to hear from you. Soften our hearts. Get rid of the, the walls, anything that we've built up, Lord, anything that um, would want to prevent us from hearing from you. And Lord, we just tune in right now. Lord, I just also just want to get out of your way. Would you speak directly what it is that you want to say through me? Um, any fear about what it is that, that um, you need to say through me? Lord, I just choose to just hand over to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, let's dive in. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. It says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Would you guys say that verse with me? It's super fun. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Go ahead and say that one more time. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. I love Paul. You know when you say things twice, it, you really mean it, right? Have you ever done that with your kids? You got something to say and you call their name twice. So this is Paul inviting us to really hear him. Rejoice in the Lord always and then I will say it again, rejoice. Take out the garbage and I will say it again, take out the garbage. So we say these things twice to make an impact. And so this is what Paul's doing. He's inviting us to rejoice in the Lord always. In all situations, this is an all-inclusive rejoice. In every part of life situations, good and bad, rejoice in the Lord always. That's tough, isn't it? But what Paul's inviting us into is gratitude, which uh, one of my friends says he, he loves to go big in the morning. And what that means is he begins in gratitude. So every morning he wakes up and he thinks about something that is good in his life. Something that, that God's done in his life. Something that's, I have breath in my lungs this morning. I have toothpaste to put on my toothbrush. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Begin in gratitude. And so Paul starts off this entire passage with, here's what you can do. You can rejoice in God in all situations. And so what I'd love for us to do this morning in uh, what I think would be really impactful for all of us is think of one thing that you're grateful for this morning. One thing, you can just think of it and just hold on to that. Has everybody got one thing that they're thankful for? I'll give you some time. One thing that you're thankful for. And let's give God praise. Go ahead and put your hands together and just tell God thank you so much for whatever you're thinking about, praise him. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again, rejoice. In every situation, Paul invites us to rejoice. The other part of that is this isn't an idea, this isn't a good lofty idea, he's actually telling us to do this. Because he knows, I don't know about you guys, but we tend to focus on the negative thing the one negative thing that we have going on as opposed to the 100,000 great things we have going. And so it's this mind shift. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again. And let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
God is near. And so like as you read Paul's, um, as he, he writes, a lot of times I'm always viewing Paul writing from this place of Jesus. He heard that Jesus went up into the heavens and Jesus said he's gonna be coming back. And so Jesus is coming back. And so he lived his entire ministry with Jesus is coming back, like it could be soon. So the Lord is near. And so that's one way to read that. But the other part of that is, no, the Lord is also near. Jesus is always near to us. He's always with us. He's never left us. He's never abandoned us. Rejoice in the Lord always because Jesus is right with you in every part of life's circumstance. The Lord is near. Then he, ends, he, he goes into, do not be anxious about anything. Can you say anything? Say it again, anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't be anxious about anything anything as you look forward to this year the things that the circumstances that maybe you're thinking about right now the things that are coming that you're maybe anticipating a change needs to happen to not be anxious about anything I think the other part of this too what, what I find the hardest is when you really love people when you truly love people like your family members your friends and then they make really horrible decisions Anxiety wants to creep in there. And Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, including your friends, your family. Anything at all, nothing. Instead, instead of being anxious in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. With anxiety, it's incompatible with God. But through prayer and petition with God, it's an outlet for anxiety. Anxiety is incompatible with God. But through prayer and petition, it's this outlet that anxiety can just go out the window. What I love that Paul says that a lot of us hear is don't ever feel anxious about anything. And that's not what Paul's saying. Because things come down our way, come in life, and all of a sudden, I can get anxious over a text, guys. Anybody else? Like, I've given my phone that control. That's sad, isn't it? An email, uh, rent is due. <laughs> you know, like just, just different things in life that you just all of a sudden like get anxious about. And so Paul's not saying like you should never feel anxious in your life. What he's saying is, is when anxiety comes and it wants to attack you, open up the door through prayer and petition and let anxiety go out of your life. So as soon as that starts to happen, as soon as you get anxious about something, instead of holding on to that and thinking that you have control of the situation, which you don't, Actually, open the door through prayer and petition and say, God, I don't understand this, and I'm going to just choose to trust you in this. Through prayer and petition, open up the window and let anxiety go. What this will do is actually build your relationship with God. Because you start trusting him more and relying on him more. 
as we hold on to anxiety in our own life, it's actually learning to like trust ourselves. When we let go and we say, God, you know what? You're gonna have to deal with the situation. I'm gonna just choose to trust you. You can open up that window and your relationship with the Lord builds. So anytime that we start to feel anxious, we just take it to the Lord. Through prayer and petition, make your request known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. How many of you love to know everything about everything? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God's peace will transcend our understanding. I don't know how you're gonna make this happen. I don't know how you're gonna do this, God, but I'm gonna just choose to trust you in this. I'm gonna choose to take on your peace. Transcends all understanding. We don't always know the outcome. It's really nice to know the outcome, but a lot of times when we're faced with life circumstances, we don't always know it. But God's peace will actually transcend our understanding. And then what I love that Paul ends with, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So as you release anxiety and have an outlet through prayer and petition, making your request known to God, your heart will start to become secure mentally secure, spiritually secure, your heart becomes fortitude of God's peace. He builds walls around your heart to keep peace in and anxiety out. The peace of God will transcend all understanding and will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You'll be anxious less and you'll actually have a heart that is full of peace. Wouldn't that be awesome to have just like hearts full of God's peace at all times? To look at this entire year and any time that we get anxious about something, we know that we can just totally release that to the Lord and, and our heart becomes guarded with peace. That's God's plan for you. That's God's plan for all of us is that we live in peace, that we live in his peace and his provision and his blessing. That's God's plan for you. He is with us. He is for us. I love that Paul's able to write to the church of Philippi while he's awaiting trial in prison and tell them not to be anxious about anything. Where does that come from? How do you live that way? It's because God's given him peace in all situations that he's walked through, that his heart's become so secure and so strong his heart's grown from being very anxious to actually just trusting in God more and more that he can face any circumstance and go, I'm not even anxious about any of this. When you get that thing in the mail, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that bill, that mid-American bill in February, oh, that our heart's so guarded with peace. 
surrounded with the peace of God that things just don't make us anxious anymore. That is God's plan for our life. That's why I love that song that we sang, The Blessing. It says, let his favor be upon you in a thousand generations in your family and your children and your children and your children. That's God's plan for your life. That's the word of God that we're singing. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you. That's God's plan for our life, that we live with God's face shining upon us. What do we have to fear? God promises that he's gonna take care of us, that he's gonna be with us in all of life's situations. What do we have to fear? What do we have to be anxious about? The answer is nothing, nothing at all. You are blessed and highly favored. We have nothing to fear. What I'd love to do is just, as we just end this week, or in this, in this service, but as you go into the week, what I'd love for you to do is whenever something comes into your mind that is a trigger to, man, I normally stress about this, turn that thing into a prayer. Just, just take whatever it is and be reminded that that is, that is something that is intended to actually pull you closer to God and trust the Lord. So whether it's text, whether it's, uh, people's decisions that they're making that you love so much and you see a post on Facebook or Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, like what are they doing? Whenever you're triggered, just go, God, I'm gonna choose to just pray. Would you give me peace in this? Not that I understand everything, but peace that transcends my understanding. Amen. Um, what I'd love for us to do is just to go ahead and start the week off right and just do that right now. So anything that you've been pondering as I was just talking through this message, is there something that, oh man, I need to, I definitely, this has been like weighing on my heart or maybe it's a person in your life just really been weighing on your heart. I just wanna just take this time and let's just do it. Let's just go before the Lord. Let's just head directly before him and just take, take our request to him. One thing that's so amazing about God is our requests don't stress God out. It's sometimes like, you know, he invites us to make requests, to pray, and he loves prayers that are, that are um, actually we're asking him as children, Father, can you help me with this? He's a good father. And so let's just pray, guys. Let's do it right now. Lord, we just, uh, we come before you. You're a good father. So anything that, um, that we walked in the door with this morning, I just pray right now that it would just be something that we could just leave here, that we don't have to take with us any, any of life's situations, maybe, um, Last year's uh, heading into this year, things that we're just carrying over that we've just been really fearful about or 
any relationships that we've been fearful about or conversations that we need to have. Lord, we just hand those over to you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, would you just take those? And also, I just pray for for each one of us in this room that your peace would transcend our understanding as we try to figure things out, Lord, that we wouldn't get fixated on the solution, but we would get fixated on the peace that comes from you. As we try to piece together what you're going to do, Lord, we wouldn't get so fixated on that. We would just get fixated on, Lord, as your children, you promise to take care of us. You take care of other people. You take care of everyone in our life. You're a good God. And so we just, we just take that peace right now that comes from you, Lord. Come, Lord. More peace. Yeah, just fill each one of us up in this room that, that just desperately need your peace this morning. Just to trust you trust you wholeheartedly. I also just want to break off words that have been spoken over a lot of our lives of oh you you just worry a lot or you're a worry wart or or uh just different things that have just been spoken over our lives and that um, we've allowed to just take root. I just want to come against those right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray that those words would just be broken off right now in Jesus' name. That peace would actually be uh, something that we speak over our lives from this moment on. That today would be a mind shift, that it would be a game changer in this year. feel like there's some um, some word from the Lord that if you've been just like last year was just this ongoing uphill climb of finances that the Lord just wants you to know that he has you you can trust him it's not something you need to be worried about it's not something to have anxiety about but God is going to provide for you as you do what what he's invited you into that he's just going to provide so I just invite you to just take hold of that and just leave the worries of finances or anything along those lines just at, at the cross today. Just trust God in that.